I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this on New York's Upper East Side. And I'm Tom Saunders in Manhattan's Flatirond District. And spoiler alert, I'm alive and happy. Try to remind yourself of that while I tell a terrifying and true story. It began in one of the last places you'd expect a terrifying and true story to occur. In a big box store in a sleepy but quaint river town upstate. I will not name the big box store, but let me tell you, it is big and sells almost everything. And it's put a lot of small mom and pop stores out of business from rural Arkansas to every state in America. Well, I and my girlfriend, Haiwan Zhang, also known as Sandy, were looking for an end of summer bargains for outdoor furniture. Frankly, I was disappointed. And let's be honest uninspired by the offerings of the big box store, furniture that seemed too complicated, bulky, and awful looking, and aisles brimming with other things I didn't want or don't need. But Haiwa finds box stores practical, so I try to look at the bright side of the aisles and aisles of plumbing equipment and door frames and, frankly, uninspiring law furniture. Then, suddenly, I heard a scream I'm curious. I go in the direction of the scream. I'm like the firemen who go toward the fire. When I get to the aisle where the scream occurred, I see a worker who's laughing in terror. What would prompt that? It was a mystery. But I had no choice but to return to my struggle to make the big box store experience not boring. Suddenly, Scotty, a bat flew by me. Yes, a bat. The bat flew at a weirdly slow bat speed. Its altitude, waist high. Well, Tommy, we city folk, ooh and ah, when we hear about those football field-sized giant box stores, you country folk in the Catskills have in your bigger towns. A super Walmart, I'm naming the name, why it feels like a, a guilty pleasure since we've been taught to look with, dis- with disdain at this Bentonville, Arkansas union buster. But, you know, I confess that it can be a thrill to peruse the very wide aisles of Walmart, as well as the inexplicably more acceptable Target, Lowe's and Home Depot. But the excitement I feel is derived from the plentiful variety of products on offer and the well-maintained shelves. But never, never in my wildest imagination did I ever conjure up a scenario where I would find myself dodging a waist-high flying bat. But you have, Tommy. And as you said, you live to tell your story. Yeah. Well, Scotty, that's the happy part of this. The bat did not bite me in the crotch. <laughs> and, and, that, and, and that was a fear. It was flying waist high. And of course, any man would worry about that or that it would bite you in the butt. Some, some uh, uh, embarrassing place. And, and you'd be yelling, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> well, what they always tell us to worry about was getting stuck in your hair. Oh, that was oh always the thing that and in camp, that's because I and actually I just I did one of the marvelous things about this podcast. Why it gets me to learn. Yes. Learning, not book learning, but online Googling. And uh, I was fascinated, by the way, bats, you don't have to worry about them biting while flying or even having their saliva drop on you when they're flying. That that wouldn't happen. But Tommy, uh, well, if I have I have a bombshell of my own, a bat bombshell, which I will drop in about a minute or so but yeah but i do have to say so stay that, tuned uh, stay oh yeah yeah don't I mean, go anywhere well, we have so many in one podcast but uh uh 
Yeah. But it is amazing that the waist level, now if you saw one up in the rafters, as we say, yeah. maybe you would feel a little sense of security or you would hightail it out of there after paying for your goods, of course, at a cashier or a self-service kiosk. But, but waist yeah. high, yes. I, I mean, And wow. just flying down the aisle and, and then turning down another aisle. As if it's shopping. As, as it if it was shopping. Yeah. And, and that, that, it was just beyond creepy. I honestly wondered if it was some sort of mechanical bat. Uh, and I asked her, but nobody seemed to know. You know, and there is no such thing as a mechanical bat. Really. Not is yet. There? No, not they may yet. Have been introducing it. It's that a dream. Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, they will usually do with they're doing like mechanical bat. They won't open it on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. They start out in Kingston or Saugerties. Yeah. Or, uh, so that's where they break it in. It, it could have been. So what you're saying is, it, 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 if if they were if they had developed a mechanical bat, they would have tried it out in a place like Kingston. They so, would have. But so uh, it's, it's not an unreasonable thing for me to no, believe. not at all. And what's interesting is by the screams would tell me that this sort of thing doesn't happen all the no, time because if it no. happened all the time you wouldn't scream you might you know a little short some kind of right quick sound uh, yeah. yeah or maybe you would roll your eyes which makes no noise at all <laughs> right, and, well what and, else is new yeah right and, and not another bat but no this is a very unusual apparently in this and you were right you named it it was a walmart yeah and it was uh, uh um yeah, I, I, clearly it was not something that normally happens. Everybody was rattled by it. Apparently it flew up in a different part of the store and and they uh, they were unable to uh, do anything about it. Bat, the bat just sort of ruled the store for a well, while. Now, well, I'll reveal this now. One of your, part of your concern was, well, if it's a bat, what is it? It's probably blind as a bat. So that's even adds another area of concern like, well, it doesn't even know where it's going. That's why no. it's waist high. Now, Tommy, I could have stopped there and we could have gone on merrily for 32 minutes more and never really touched on the area. But I, I had a sickness because we talked about yeah. bats once before in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. But I said, let me check this blind thing. And Tommy, well, here you go. And I would press the real real tape recorder to record <laughs> just so we get all this. But yeah. Uh, no, there's a thousand species of bats, Tommy, and none of them are blind. And quite, quite the opposite, Tommy. Many of them have this excellent low light vision. So, in fact, uh -huh. when you accuse somebody of being blind as a bat, you are, could be saying, wow, you have incredible vision and low light. Yeah, not, uh, uh, it's a tremendous compliment to their yeah, vision. Exactly, yeah. You're, you're no more blind than a bat, meaning really uh, you have excellent eyesight. Yeah, it and changes also, it completely. You know? That's right. And I understand they're capable of, of uh, sonar as well. So yep. echolocation. They're able to find their location in the big box store using sonar and listening i mean it's like, like a submarine so oh, yeah, that's amazing but they're also terrifying and yeah. you do worry about them biting you and and uh, spreading a new disease from well actually and uh, what i read forget even biting which might not be as likely if you touch a bat literally just touch it immediately seek medical assistance. this is great for the kids and everybody else watching seek medical assistance because you could get bat rabies which could be Fatal. So that I can imagine you thinking that, Tommy. And all you wanted to do was pick up a few items at a big box store uh, with Sandy. Yeah. And now just, you're facing, you know, peril. 
absolute peril. Uh, and and when I and when you say facing it, it's it's flying yeah. at you down the aisle. It's just so Dracula-like. Yeah, the, uh, bats in in a, a zoo are already creepy, but bat a bat in Walmart is just beyond terrifying. Yeah, and uh, you need a new word. Terrifying doesn't say it. Well, it's so out of place, too. It's just like, you know, that's one thing you're not going to expect. Look, there's a lot of things, maybe a kooky character in aisle five or maybe a spillage yeah. in aisle three. You know, these are the kind of things you expect. That's but a right. waist fly high flying bat, uh, I mean, we're not equipped to even react to it because it's not even uh, in our uh, portfolio of possible reactions. Yeah. It, and it's a type of thing that, uh, of course, eventually will become a memoir, you know, the bat in the in, in Walmart, uh, uh, because the whole event obviously is a 500 page book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, because and, and, and here and some people will say, well, wait a minute, you just saw a bat, then you left Walmart. That was it. You didn't get bit. It didn't change your life. We don't know if it hasn't changed my life yet. Exactly. And also, we don't know, is, is this the store bat? Maybe the maybe it's the mascot. Maybe it's always there, and maybe it has fun <laughs> sometimes. It's kind of swooshing past, like a pet, like a pet yeah. bat. And it goes, oh, he's doing his waist high thing again. He loves it. And no, he's no harm. Don't worry about him. But he just likes to kind of swoop down. And and actually, Tommy, I'm glad you said that. And we did we do not rehearse this, this or anything else, uh, except our opening. But uh, you can have a bat as a pet. It's possible they can get cuddly and clingy. Uh, but I would. But wouldn't but, and I have the kids listening. We always care about the kids. Don't go to mom and dad and go. Scott and Tom said it's okay to have a bat as a pet. And then go into a that. cave and try and where a bunch of bats are right from the ceiling. Yeah, no, and don't grab a bat. Because yeah, first of all, say, the grabbing. Touch a, yeah, touch a bat and you no. you you may get rabies. Yeah, so all of that, it, uh, it's nice to know that they could be domesticated, maybe. But don't you be the one to see and try it. Let yeah. you visit the museum of domesticated bats. And they're, you know, they're hidden behind something. That's something there, else. There, there's a wall. There's glass wall between you and yeah. the bats at the zoo. I mean, yeah. Uh, 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 so, but this was not. And of course, it may have been a support bat. Yeah. Someone's support bat who, you know, they they were yeah. somebody who has some kind of a yeah, emotional you know, thing. An emotional, an emotional yeah. need for a support bat. But then, uh, and again, I would say to people who, are, who are considering bats as support animals, uh, they fly away. They, they, yeah. they're, not, they're not reliable that they're going to stay with you like a little cuddly dog. No, I mean, maybe you can train them over several years, but who has the time and expense uh, to do so? And in an airport, I think they'll look askance at that. You know, like, uh, uh, here's my, that bat. Well, it's my emotional support bat. And I don't yeah. think, I'm just speaking for myself. If I was on a Delta flight, whether it's the West Coast or Florida or somewhere in between, and there's a bat flying around, I'm not going to go. Oh no, 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 no! That's that's just their support bat. Yeah, yeah. You, you're going to be. You're going to make a. Uh, uh, you're going to press that little button that will summon the the what we used to call the stewardess. Now we yeah. call flight attendant. Yeah. And say, uh, excuse me, there's a bat uh, in the plane, and it's it's causing me concern. You mentioned the hair. Bats yeah, getting yeah. In hair, and that is a concern for women. I, you know, I don't have hair really that much, so that was what my concern is that they would try to get in my hair, and then just because <laughs> I don't have any hair, they would just bite me. Oh, just in out the of scalp, just out yeah. of spite. 
You know, because you could look at one way and say you can breathe a sigh of relief, uh, no getting stuck in my hair here. But yeah. as you say, if, again, most bats probably would just move on and go, oh, no hair here, no point. Would it be, is it possible there's one or two uh, disaffected bats who might peck, do a little peck? I can't, I can't say for sure that wouldn't happen. But generally, they're agreeable. Key, I think we discussed this a little bit the first, or maybe it's my general nature, Tommy. I want to feel like they're all cute and cuddly. They mean well. Uh, I'm frightened by them. And by the way, I, such, I'm breathing a sigh of relief that I'm not on that plane with a bat because what are you going to yeah. do? Just I, I, I'm going to get off here. <laughs> right. 30,000 feet up. You can't. No. You can't get off here. No, no, no. You, you've got a bat plane or, or it's possible. Mathematically, it's unlikely, but it's possible that there, that most of the passengers brought bats on. They didn't know each other and it was a coincidence, yeah. but it's possible that you're on a flight where most of the passengers have brought on bats as emotional support animals mm. and the place is pandemonium yeah. because it's bats flying everywhere. Yeah. yeah wow. And, well, again, this is what we do. And, so I mean, that's times. something to be thankful for. Oh, that you're not beyond that thankful. Flight. I mean, you know, people have other concerns about air travel, the crying baby, the, the sitting on the runway yeah. for four hours, the lateness, the turbulence, but not to have to worry about a plane full of bats. To me, <laughs> gives me such relief and yeah. really it renews yeah. my faith in, in aviation. Yeah, no, it is. It's this is a good time to fly because yeah. this is the period before people start bringing bats onto planes. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So now's the time to take that big trip to Bombay. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, because you know who knows what's gonna. You know, I, 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 hopefully, people aren't inspired by this podcast to to uh, to bring bats on, Scotty. I'm hearing. Uh, oh, you are. I, I hesitated to bring it up. You are. Tommy, <laughs> if anyone ever doubts, a lot of our listeners might say, you always open up with, I'm on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, Scott. Are you really yeah. there? Or are you in a quiet, bucolic village in New England? Well, You're right. from time to time, Tommy, I live on yeah. 95th Street and something you're not supposed to do anymore, but there are big hunkers. And not only is this a hunker, these are a giant truck with that loud honking it's no doubt that he's honking no one's gonna yeah. go i didn't hear anything so and i wondered is it being picked up on this yeah. very sophisticated uh, sound system right but it, it, it has and uh, it's a super sensitive mic yeah. uh, clearly on your end that just is able to pick up even the loud honking well we've trucks. had i guess uh, some drilling in the past although you yeah. heard it and i don't think it ever really made it to uh the on air. I mean, I know during moving and other other situations, you had stuff going on. Scotty, I don't, I don't remember hearing it, but this, of course, we did hear. And well, again, is, it shows yeah. that we're all, you know, straight arrows. This is what's happening. We're in the no, no, no. Part we, of the we, city. We, absolutely, and I, I, I say it with pride. I was excited to yeah. be able to, to say that this is not a sound effect that we're providing <laughs> just to make present the ambience of the New York City. Uh, uh, that we are operating out of yeah. on this podcast. This is, you know, and many people would, uh, you know, I, I'm sure people on their podcasts do season their, uh, you know, sweeten their podcast with sounds of horns. Uh, uh, beep, 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 yeah, yeah. Hey, okay, buddy, way. you know, except yeah. they get it from the 1940s. Yeah. So it's not as credible. It isn't as credible, but it's cheaper to get the old oh, yeah. sound effects from the 1940s. With so they public go, domain. Ooga, ooga, <laughs> right. you know, that old horn. <laughs> And you know, no one really does anymore. Yeah, but it's no. public domain. It's free. 
Yeah. So that's what they do. But, but what you're saying is that this is not sound effects. This is the real deal. And it's oh, yeah. actually from the streets of New York. We heard a, a beeping sound of an angry truck driver. You know, yeah. And how, how fascinating is that? That uh, and who knows where that truck driver is going? Who knows where the truck driver has been? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't see him now. And, and yeah. you know, sometimes I'm awakened by horn honking. And of course, you thought that was a thing in the past, but people do. And of course, it's completely uh, pointless because yeah. no one is just sitting somewhere going, oh, oh, I'm sorry about it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So but we do it because. It's there, the horn, which it's very le- it's much less now. I mean, it's yes. good that you it, it mentioned it because I noticed in movies and and uh, about old, you know, downtown or or, or radio shows from the, from the nineteen forties, they present the downtown. Bam, bam, beep, beep, bah, yeah. Bah, yeah, come on, fella, keep moving. Yeah, no, it's yeah, constant, yeah, all yeah. these honking. But I think people have gotten more sophisticated, and they rarely honk. It's and so usually, when I hear a honking in New York, I turn and look and I'm offended, even though I'm a uh, I'm a pedestrian. I'm, who dares honk? Uh, in yeah, well, they even had signs. I think there used to be a, a penalty or maybe still a, for honking in certain situations. So uh, but don't tell the truckers, though, when you do it, that's some honk. No one's you know, going to confuse that with anything else. So but I'm glad we brought it up because, again, transparency yeah. is uh, oh, our middle name. And, can I tell and, you, I don't, and reality, yeah. Scotty. I mean, reality. Yeah, it, it, it sounded almost just too perfect. It was one of those moments where you go, "Wait a minute, is this this is just too New Yorky to believe this podcast?" I just heard a, a an angry honking horn, and and of course people are going to go right to, "Oh, they're using sound effects to try to make their podcast seem more." Uh, exciting, yeah, authentic, and you know, authentic real, and, on and the streets, so on. and yeah, and it is, does make a, a yeah. make the podcast more. Authentic. Oh yeah, well, you know, some people want this in the closet, literally sound, and they put a blanket, and they just wanted this pristine sound. And we don't go with that. I mean, this is a no. nice, rich sound from holding iPhones, but we welcome. Uh, I mean, we don't want to have a clamorous uh, people screaming, and but no, uh, that's, the occasional that's... horn honking is is welcome. <laughs> horn honking is it, it, it gives this it takes us takes the listener no matter where the, and we could have listeners in in some remote parts of alaska yeah in northern canada as far as we know and those are the people most who, who most appreciate those little uh impromptu noises from the new york city that we uh that we operate oh out exactly of. and how often do you hear and by the way this is an example of what else can you honk uh, he he yeah. honked his horn no one really says he pressed his horn or he beeped, <laughs> occasionally he beeped his horn. Yeah. But that was more from the right. bike days. You have the but you never, you never honk a clarinet or a, you never honk a violin. You only honk a horn yeah. and only a certain kind of horn. But like I say, you don't honk a clarinet. And it's funny you refer to, uh, you know, horn, honk, he's honking his horn, like right. the, the sound of the. What is, I don't, what is the real name now? I can't even think. Uh, uh, it is kind of used at a car horn, I guess. I guess it does go back from the Model T with that. Well, little you honk. As you said, that thing you squeeze and it's a horn. Really. <laughs> you honk the horn. And that's honking. And there's yeah. no other honking. That Honking, you only honk horns. You don't honk a piece of plywood or honk no. a, an omelet. No. Uh, no. And then you can beep your horn. But again, like I said, that with my bike, it would be that little black switch and you beep 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 yeah beep beep, beep. Uh, so and that's the road run of course for the animated aficionados but uh but honky honked his horn and th- that that's i guess the word he 
he depressed his horn. It's always he honked his horn. But Scotty, you know, it's it's funny that that brings to mind so many. There's so many different ways of honking, and and one yeah. of the things that I, as driving in New York and 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 L.A. for all these years, uh, I've developed the uh, tendency. First of all, very rare to honk a horn. Usually, it's in somebody's in front of you. They're they're looking at their text instead of going when the right tur- light turns green. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the 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 tip, of, and usually it's just a little. Yeah, right. It's the, not the full, not like no. what you just heard moments ago, that full, yeah. deep, keeping your hand on there forever. It was like, bit, bit, kind of the little, bit, bit, you know, kind of, here we go, chip, chip, here we go. Cheerio. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, hey, buddy, uh, lights change. Yeah. But when you do it, and I've done this angrily in the, in the uh, driving in the Palisades in California is one of the most trying things uh, in human life um at at, there's a certain um uh cross what do they call it the street crossing you know where two streets cross each other intersection maybe intersection that's the word ding 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 that's right (laughs) and and there's no stoplights or stop signs it always is a problem and you wind up uh, well actually there is a stop sign with the the stoplight which with the one i'm talking about because what happened was I, i i hit the horn angrily to somebody who hadn't moved out ahead like beep really loud beep and uh uh uh, the guy actually just in in uh to get back at me stalled out in the middle of the intersection so i missed the red light the green light completely that it's such as the nature of angry and another time i almost got into a fist fight with the guy after angrily honking at him oh really yeah, because you did then park the car. I fear road rage. I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. You know, the few times I've driven in my life, I'm, I welcome traffic. I welcome slow moving vehicles, just so I don't have to speed along. So I I never I, I've never come close to any rage or or oh, or, yeah. or any kind of uh, tension uh, nervousness for my own sake driving, but never like come on, buddy, never. I, I, yeah, I, God damn it, you idiot. Yeah, and I, I'm not that person either, and I really try to try to control my uh and i'm not that sort of person who if somebody cuts in front of me i i feel personally offended like they've dominated me and i must retain you know do something to restore my manhood i mean but that is what happens there is something about the uh, driving that brings out this very primitive uh need to not be offended or or dominated by someone else and it's so good that you actually you could you could be on one of those i've got a secret shows in the <laughs> 50s where your secret is you never had road rage well you've never experienced I, road rage yeah it could be that and and uh i wonder well if you have the, many secrets scotty but oh that's, yeah yeah i like that's be one on of the, the most wholesome secrets well, that, you hope, could have if that's the like, like way if to that's get your on. secret like yeah. you, you know uh uh you think about the dark secrets of the Clintons and so on, uh, 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 or or almost anybody you you want to bring up. The uh, uh, the if that's your secret that you've never had road rage, really you're doing pretty well. Well, that would be not like that would be one of my still is one of my career goals to get on the 1950s. I've got a secret, uh, Gary Moore, or you know the or what's my line? Let's go with Gary Moore. Gary Moore, and, and, and I, I got a secret. John Daly. Um, that's that. That's also you know because what it, you know uh, they're kind of similar in a way. Yeah. What's my line? I've got a secret. It's both guessing. Uh, John Daly, of course, the great master of ceremonies with the uh, indeterminate accent, which seemed 
from England or the Mid Atlantic? It, it is the middle. It is the Mid Atlantic accent. Yeah. The one that that's somewhere between uh, New England and actual England, and it's somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic. And, yeah. And, yeah. And he certainly had John Charles Daly. So isn't that interesting, Scotty? We discuss. We start with with bats in a big box store, and we find ourselves as we always do to. Uh, John, John Charles Daly. Well, and we began, and we took a real moment from real city life, a, a honking horn of a truck, and spun that off into several minutes of jazz-like improvisation. Uh, well, it's all improvisation, but that's improvisation within. And that's how they said in those days in the 50s. Yes, uh, we, we do a thing called improvisation. Uh, yeah. That's like Shelley Berman and, and, you know, the compass players and the, all the greats that ensued. That's- that's what we are as Scotty. Yeah. We are keeping that improv uh, tradition alive. And so the only part of this uh, show, as we say, are the very few, the first couple of minutes, really. Yeah, each of us have two minutes to expand on written material. And then we just go off uh, without a net, may I add. No, uh, no. Thankfully, net. and thankfully, and I, I should add this because not everyone knows, we're not dangling on that beam. 60 stories up eating that that is terrifically yeah. i mean that yeah. that's that's another thing to be thankful about uh uh that we're not dangling on that beam doing the podcast while everybody else is eating lunch yeah out of a lunch box and having yeah. liverwurst sandwich right and they're having liverwurst and so we're hungry and we're scared for our life oh because yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, no i'm 60. sitting yeah no but you're, you're you're telling me you're not dangling over no there. no i'm comfortably ensconced on my Barcelona replica couch. Isn't and, that great uh, to be ensconced? Oh, it's oh. such a it's such a better thing than being than dangling over oh. a beam, yeah. you know, with nothing below you. So yeah, there's no net, uh, literally and figuratively. We yeah. have there's no net below us because there doesn't need to be. Doesn't a, need to be. I mean, I have, a, I have a rug uh, that uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the phone dropped. It actually would yeah. be fine even without the case. Which, by the way, updating still no case, still loving. Wow. Purple color, the ease, the streamline. Uh, And smashing the myth that without a case, your phone will just fly apart. Well, if my phone does smash, then that uh, wouldn't smash the myth. But as of now, it hasn't. uh, I I think I'm I'm speaking for a lot of people who are too afraid to speak out about this not case thing. (laughs) Because it's more like, what do you mean? Well, then you deserve to have it shattered or broken. And I say, you know what? I deserve to enjoy my phone. And this, this new case that I got, and I thank the good people at OtterBox for having a warranty and they just sent it in. And yeah. it's, But it would be as if uh, I, I would wish that for policemen to have that kind of protection because it's uh, and it, it seems to obscure the whole phone, all the smoothness and even accessing some of the features. So yeah. I, and a belt clip, which would make me a man who wears a phone on my belt clip. Oh, but this is something I have to just inform. Some of our yeah. listeners may not recall from an earlier podcast how you had received somehow. Well, some I, I, you know, the case fell apart after, you know, three years. And they, case. they said, oh, no, we'll, we'll make it good. We'll send you just the cost of shipping and handling. And they did. But I inadvertently picked one that was even more uh, substantial than the one before and didn't realize it had a belt clip. And, and that, that's got to be the most... Uh, uh, well, I, I, I mean, disappointing moment when you bring a, a, a phone case home and it doesn't have a and, it, and has a belt clip on it and you're not a belt clip guy. No, and I don't think you, you can ever remove it. Having, really. Like that's guys who, who, who have 
tool belts, you know, with pliers yeah. hanging out the side. That's not you, Scott. No, and I don't. I've never seen anyone with an iPhone uh, clipped to their belt. I don't know how that would really work. You know, in the old days of beepers, yes, that's how I did that. But so I don't even know who uses it that way. And again, I'm not. I'm so basically, I'm complaining about it's too good the case. It's too protective. Uh, and I don't want to wear a belt clip and it's very hard to take off. So, uh, so I mean, this, this yeah. is an ongoing, yeah. uh, something that's ongoing. We, we like to, uh, well, we, it's more than like to, we need to revisit certain stories oh, yeah. uh, that we have begun on this podcast and dip into them. And you're saying that you are still using a phone this very moment yeah. that has no case if you drop it it could shatter into could a shatter any moment in the pieces. middle in mid podcast so if you do hear just some cut off <laughs> uh, and no honking then you'll know it was the uh, that, that's, dropping oh my yeah so that there's an excitement that gives us sort of an excitement yes it is from you from your perspective it's a lot of stress but from the listeners uh, perspective what an ex- what a thrill to wonder whether you're going to make it through this podcast or That's not high without dropping act. your phone and yeah. shattering it. As I, I think I refer to it as a high wire act or a yeah. tightrope act. I don't know if there's a difference, really. Probably a high wire is a tightrope, I guess. Or as wire could be like, you know, it's actual wire. Yeah. And tightrope is made out of rope and that's more slippery. I would go with the wire, but I, I, I would say recommend magnetic shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the wire's made of metal. And definitely the net. And by the way, even if you fall in that net, it's not, you know, you, you bounce up, but it, it's not, you know, like a. It's embarrassing. Yeah. But yeah. it's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's it's embarrassing and it could leave some net burn on, yeah. on your oh, back. They don't talk about it, but they could no. be that. So, again, once again, our continuing saga of the case for no case, which yeah. we premiered, a, you know, a little while back. And yeah, we and, haven't we haven't forgotten that, nor should we forget the, the fact that we are right now blessed by the fact that we're not in an airplane full of bats. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean. And I don't care of all these people, you know, who need emotional support, why they had to bring bats onto the plane. That's, you know, that's the sort of question you'd be asking yourself over and over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And, by the way, we've talked about bats and many other things these last 30 minutes and have never uttered the word belfry. No. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That we never once until now. uh, uh, you did you ever mention a belfry and do you ever talk about the belfry which is an architectural feature in in some i'm not quite sure is it involved like a church like the upper reaches of yeah or on the top of a school where it's where they have the bell so it could be the church or the top of the school wherever they have a belfry which would be a little sort of a uh um a little house for the bell and that's where the bats would go and you don't really talk about belfries otherwise you don't say hey will you paint the belfry for gosh yeah sake? yeah what's the belfry like in that building yeah. well nice. does the house have a belfry yeah because and it's that's kind of funny because it is for. bell and no they, they belfry so uh, it, you know, but it's, it's always sort of... about bats in the belfry yeah you're yeah, right never, scotty right it's never paintings in the belfry or you know, canned goods in the belfry. No, or, or just a bell in the belfry. What a, yeah. oh, what a nice belfry. Isn't yeah. that a nice belfry? Were there bats oh, there? Always, no. Are there bats No, there? no. Why would you say that? Why would yeah. you bring that up? Well, that's the expression, bats in the yeah. belfry. No, there were no bats. No. Just a nice belfry. 
Is no, it going to get any it, less of a belfry if there's no bats? I, and, I don't, I don't and, and suddenly we're not talking about belfries anymore. You know, yeah. we only talk about the so so the belfry maker. You know, if I'm a guy who that's my specialty is I build belfries, I'm feeling like, oh, wow, a second class citizen, because the only time I mention is is in connection with bats. And frankly, that's a terrifying connection. Oh, and that's why I mean, I don't have the numbers exactly. Far less houses or any kind of institutional buildings are requesting belfries. Yeah, because they're of course they're cutting back. Look, I don't, I don't have to tell you that here and there. We don't do we really need the belfry. Oh yeah, I don't want bats. That's what they always say at the meeting. Yeah, yeah who needs bats? And can right. you imagine if, as you say the belfry maker? And these these are artisans. These aren't hacks. No, are, you know they they do a good job and they they and their parents and grandparents oh, probably were belfry makers. Oh you sure, know, for many many generations. Yeah, runs in the family and. That be none, you know how they react because that's all they hear is bats. And right. They have to patiently explain when they can. No, that's not always bats and bells. Many yeah, other uses. Sometimes it's just a bell, which is what bells yeah. are for. They yeah. House the bell, and. Uh, and all, bats are certainly they're not only in belfries they're also in caves and in walmart and that was that i think that is truly the most amazing thing the idea of that you would go to walmart for bats for bats yeah you know you could get everything else in walmart but and, and th then the question is is that the first step toward having a wet market in walmart well like, gee you hate to see that by the way yeah. that made me think though what if the bat well for sale and well, i mean how else are you going to display it you know you want people want to see how it flies and moves around. i mean they have everything else at walmart yeah you know? and and why wouldn't they have bats for sale so that's the other thing and and i'm i'll tell you right now i was not in the market for a bat scotty. no not and on i didn't and i didn't i didn't purchase one no no i, I didn't he, say i didn't say oh my gosh i must have a bat i didn't do that right or well i didn't think of it before but now that i see one it seems like a pretty good idea <laughs> No, that didn't occur to you. Although, and again, going for the tugging at the heartstrings, I would go with what if the bat liked you? Yeah. Wanted to be your pal. And, and want to be your pet. Yeah. Was, and was hoping, you know, was a, was a stray or what do they call it? An abandoned bat or. Yeah. Or a uh, rescue bat. A rescue. Yeah. yeah. A rescue. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't bring that up because if the bat had big, sad bat eyes, as you say, they're not blind. No, so no. They, they, and they have big eyes, many of them. Uh, and, can, they, and are they capable of looking sad? Oh, and, I'm sure. You know, they're actually quite their head. bright and, and a good social intelligence. And as you say, sonar. So if we have done anything on this podcast, and I think we've done 12 to 15 things very well. Yeah. Uh, bats are not blind. And by the way, this should immediately make us science or at least get some kind of science pension just for our, our <laughs> smart science references. And we're not shingled. I know that. But but still. Uh, we don't have a shingle. I don't, shingles would be another uh, thing. But uh, but no, they're not blind at all. They have excellent. So if someone says to you, dear listener, you're blind as a bat, that may well be a compliment because it yeah. may mean you have excellent low light vision and visual discrimination and sonar. You well. may, you may, exactly. You, you may be able to, uh, to find things completely in the dark using your sonar powers. So that's, a, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, that's exciting news. Well, and you had exciting news are... being near a bat, but again, you live to tell the story, and we you live for us to learn about bats and uh, and belfries and 
honking horns of trucks and wow, the myriad was... other topics that we fit into these 35 minutes. Just absolutely uh, astonishing how much we covered in, in a mere, as you say, 35 uh, minutes and 37 seconds. Scotty, on that note, I'm going to continue to be Tom Saunders. And I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.